Hi, and welcome to the Kelowna Girl Tries Podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 104, Friday, August 26, 2011. Hope you enjoy it. Everybody and welcome back. I hope your training's been going well. First of all, I want to welcome any new listeners to the show, whether you found me on iTunes or whether you followed up on a link from my blog after reading the article in the Globe and Mail in Vancouver. Um, the uh, yeah, Adrian Adriana Barton had uh, emailed me and asked me if I just wanted to get sort of a point of view of a middle-aged athlete who's just gotten into triathlon. And uh, that's certainly me. The My show is basically about uh, where I document my trials and tribulations of being a late bloomer, middle-aged athlete, uh, kind of starting up late. And I've only been doing triathlon for about, this is my fourth season now. So I'm starting to get to be a bit of a um, an old hand at it, but it's certainly still a learning experience. And uh, this is more or less a stream of consciousness as I just kind of talk about what's been going on with me over the last few weeks and try to throw out some tips and encouragement to anybody else who's brand new at it and kind of wondering, can I do it? Because I'll tell you, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Trust me on that. Uh, I guess my motto has always been, it's never too late to be who you might have been. And I did not start being athletic until I was in my late 40s. So uh, definitely uh, you can do it too. Uh, So today I'm going to um, give, uh, we've got a race report from Sarah. I'm going to give my race report uh, from the Apple Sprint Triathlon I did last weekend. Eric is going to talk about his try-a-try that he did on Saturday. We'll end up with that. Um, I had a tweet up with Chad from the Can Do Try podcast. I'll talk a bit about that. Give you a bit of a medical update on my hip. Finally got my MRI. And a few shout outs for iTunes reviews. Thank you so much. I've got a couple of them. One from uh, Weaving Fool and one from Rebecca RN. So thank you so much for those. Um, those iTunes reviews is so it's so much appreciated. I've got like 46, I think, in the States and 19 in Canada. And it really bumps me up into um, in the standings in uh, iTunes. So if you ever have a minute just got nothing to do and you want to pop in there and either give me a some star review or uh, even better yet a comment um, always very much appreciated and oh a special shout out. i want to give a spot shout out to john who uh, works for nbc down in phoenix uh, john is a listener apparently and he ran into a f- twitter friend of mine in uh, phoenix uh, my friend robin and he, she was eating at a restaurant or something and he I don't know how how they started up the conversation, but he, he said some very kind things uh, about my show to Robin, and she passed those on to me, and I just really, really appreciated it. It's it's so cool the way this whole internet online community works. So uh, thanks very much for that, John, and um, I wish you well in all your athletic endeavors. And hey, if you ever have a race report or something, feel free to email with us. Uh, okay, what else? Anything else I was going to talk about? Those are the main things. Oh, yeah, main topic I wanted to talk about is, this came from uh, Monica. Monica, who's um, not only a listener, a Twitter friend, and a Facebook friend. And she asked me about uh, if I ever get nervous or experience race anxiety. And that's a big topic for me. So I thought, yeah, definitely. And, and uh, that'll be something I'll just just kind of talk a little bit about. So I guess first of all, uh, let's just talk about the race. Um, this, I did, this was my fourth Apple sprint triathlon and, um, somewhat of a sentimental race for me because it was my very first race that I ever did. It's the local race, but it also happens to be a very big race. It's Canadian championships, the national championships. So there are 10 spots for, um, worlds. This happens to be this year and down in Auckland. So, uh, every year I've done the race, I've managed to qualify for worlds and every year I can never, ever, ever afford to go. So, um, but it's kind of fun to be able to do that. Uh, I, I was trying to decide, debating whether I should do the race. Um, my big race this year, of course, was the half Ironman I did in June. And ever since then, my, you know, my mojo has wavered a little. Um, my training has been a little bit hit and miss other than my running. Um, I did the S- San Francisco half, half marathon just for fun in the end of 
July. And um, I, I just decided that, you know, even if the, I'm not totally race ready to do um, a fast sprint race, uh, I really want to do it just for the fun of it, just for the experience. And I'm really enjoying this year. Uh, I finally have kind of managed to get away from that little bit, bit of competitiveness and just get out and do a race just for the fun of it and not really worry so much about my time. Um, and it's kind of a liber liberating feeling. So I've I've decided to sign up. I, I knew Eric was going to do the try-try, and I thought, gee, I cannot be down there at the race venue, and uh, I'll just be kicking myself if I don't sign up. So I was really happy I did. Uh, so it uh, the morning got up early Sunday morning, you know, like 4.45 or something, and down to the race venue, and everything went really smoothly in the morning. No big lineups for anything, which was kind of nice. And uh, the weather was just perfect. It was not uh, too, wasn't windy like it was last year. Uh, sunny, clear, just beautiful. And we had a wetsuit swim. I'm just looking up this, my race report on my blog so I can <laughs> have that information handy. It was a wetsuit swim. Uh, got a little bit close to no, no wetsuit, but in the end, uh, nights are a bit too cool for the water to stay warm enough. But it was really nice, comfortable water. And uh, I always like it when it's a wetsuit swim, even though um, with my sore hip, I really have a lot of trouble getting my wetsuit off my foot. And so it always affects my transition times, but it's just something nice about being able to swim in my wetsuit. Uh, overall, I met all my goals. So if you've been to my blog and saw my pre-race and post-race musings, uh, you'll see where I was kind of planning. I, I knew I wasn't going to be a PR for sure, PB. I knew it was going to be um, a bit of a slower race, and I wasn't really sure how and where. I, I suspected that my swim time would be a bit slow. I knew for sure my bike time was going to be slow. Um, my goals were under 16 and a half for my swim, um, under 42 for my bike, and under 30 for my run. Uh, originally, my goal had been under 18 for my swim, but I was really amazed to find, even with my lack of swim training, that you know, my swim, swimming seemed to be pretty much the same as it was last year. So, and indeed, the day of the race, I felt great out in the water, like no anxiety in the water whatsoever. I just felt super confident, super calm. It's just amazing how after four years, you know, I've finally gotten to this year where, uh, other than the swim in a soyus when I had a bit of an asthma attack, uh, I, my my swimming just felt really comfortable. And so I'm really happy about that. My swim time was exactly to the second what it was last year. I think that's just freaking hilarious, really, honestly. I mean, I did like 100 hours of swimming training last year, and I did like eight this year. <laughs> and so um, I don't think it's that I'm such a good swimmer. I think it's just that, you know, with unless I have some one-on-one -on -one specific swim practice training, uh, obviously I'm not really getting anywhere. So... Uh, I'm, I guess I'm, that's going to be my goal this year. So yeah, my swim time was 16:21. It was not super fast. It's about a, I think a two minutes and ten seconds per hundred meters. So, but you know, for me, that's a good time. Uh, T1 was really slow. I was 30 seconds slower than last year just because of my sore hip. But I knew that would happen. My bike time, uh, I was disappointed in my bike time, but I, it was realistic, so I shouldn't be. I was under 42 minutes. I was 41.18, so about 30 seconds slower than last year, which doesn't sound like a lot, except last year was kind of windy and this year wasn't, so I really should have been, I should have had about the same swim bike time as I did last year, but anyways, whatever. T2 was a little slow. I have no idea why. Boy, I got to practice my transitions, and I haven't been practicing them, so... I think I kind of just dawdle a bit too much. I stop and I think about what else I have to do and make sure I have, you know, and I have a drink. I had a, stopped and had a couple of drinks because I wasn't carrying my handheld on the run. So I guess I could push a little harder in there. But you know what? In this kind of race, you know, I don't really care. 15 seconds, whatever. Uh, my goal for the run was under 30 minutes. I really didn't know how I was going to do because my running has all been long, slow distance. Um, really haven't done any speed work at all for a sprint race. So I was uncertain how I'd feel. Um, I was, so I was quite happy. I did 28.26. It's only a minute slower than last year uh, or than my best time. So I'm um, actually pretty happy to be able to do as quick as I did for, for me. And overall, it was 1 hour, 31 minutes, 21 seconds. 
Uh, my goal was 133, so hey, I made it. Um, what else? So basically, you know, I mean, what did I learn? Yeah, you can get out there and do a race just for the fun of it and just to enjoy it. Um, you know, my main goal is always to just have fun and stay fit and keep trying new things all the time and, you know, just keep having, always having a goal to to keep me focused and motivated. And, um, I think my biggest achievement has just been to finally get over the swim anxiety and concerns. So I'm really happy. Uh, overall, a good race. Um, I give it a, an 8 out of 10, even if it isn't my best time. Um, but uh, good times. One of the fun things about having a race is is being able to meet up with uh, new people. And every year that I go to these races, I see more and more people that I remember from last year, which is kind of neat. I'm getting to know more and more local triathletes and, uh, of course, getting to meet up with people. Uh, I saw Daryl again this year a couple times. We saw him went for the the pre-race swim on Saturday, uh, saw him a few times there, and then hung up with him for a while on Sunday. We watched the Elites race, which was kind of cool. And uh, that was always nice. And uh, this year we got to meet Chad from the Can Do Try podcast. We kind of um, took care of him a little bit over the weekend. He was he was on his own. His family was still at home, and uh, he had no vehicle. And he was staying at his sister's co- or his wife's cousin's place, so he didn't really have any way of getting around. Didn't want to impose on her too much. So um, we kind of t- took him under our wing and. Picked him up on Saturday. We did the hung out with him quite a while on Saturday and got to uh, do the warm up swim. Went to the race meeting and stuff, and then we t- gave him a tour of Kelowna so he could see. And I think by the end of the tour, he's pretty well determined he wants to move here. Yeah, Kelowna is such a beautiful place to live. And then uh, on Sunday, uh, we hung out after the race and we watched the elites and. Um, took him up to the top of uh, Knox Mountain to the very top so he could sort of see a, the view and dropped him off back at his uh, at his place where he's staying so he could get organized for his flight home Monday. And then later that night we picked him up again and went out for dinner. So it was kind of a nice uh, day and even gave him a ride to the airport on Monday morning. So uh, really happy to be able to do that. And one of the things that was kind of neat, uh, you know, I mentioned when we went to San Francisco, we didn't, you know, I loved meeting all my friends in San Francisco, but it's always tough when you're in a big group for a relatively short period of time. I just, I end up, I end up leaving feeling like I didn't like a lot to talk to you enough. I love, love, you know, talking to my mom and my mom first and my sisters and so like oh no I wanted more time and so this time with Chad because we had you know basically like almost well, two days of time spent together really got to know him and he's a such a nice guy and saw lots of pictures of his little uh, baby Alex and heard lots of good stories about his training and stuff so really enjoyed that uh okay what else did I want to say oh uh, just a quick update I had my MRI this week I just suddenly got called last weekend and said hey can you come in on Tuesday I guess somebody must have cancelled because it's only been three months and it was supposed to be an eight month wait uh, so I jumped at the chance it was really perfect timing for me um, to went in Tuesday morning I was really nervous because I had heard a lot of people and, and had read on the internet about how painful it is to get the dye injected into your hip so I was pretty scared uh, really scared like I hardly slept the night before it made my race anxiety like seem like nothing but uh, I went in, and a few people told me, you know what, it was nothing. It really was nothing. So I, I tried to focus on that. And when I went in, they, um, first of all, uh, put some freezing into my hip, injected the freezing. And that was, honestly, it was nothing. A little bit of a burning feeling at first. Um, the needle you hardly feel. And it was no worse than getting, a, you know, like your mouth frozen. In fact, for it was it was less painful than having dental freezing so uh, but a similar kind of feeling where it feels a little bit like a little bit burning sensation for a minute and then I don't watch the needles like I don't even look at them I don't want to see them I just kind of stared off into space and I I dig my fingernails into some part of my arm that focuses my my all my attention on the pain in my arm from my own fingernails and so I don't pay attention to what's going on with my hip or whatever Anyways, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. They put the needles in, needle in, I guess, and had to. He had a kind of like an X-ray machine that he was watching to see to make sure he had 
the um, needle in the right spot so that the the dye would go right into the joint. And uh, I barely felt that. You know, it was just like almost nothing. And then he, um, then when he injected the dye, you felt it fill up, and there was a lot of pressure, and it was kind of a little bit of discomfort, but nothing that I would call pain. So if you're ever thinking you're going to have to get an MRI and you're worried about the arthros, no, uh, arthrogram, I think it's called, yeah, um, don't worry about it. It's really, you know. Now I know one gal who had a really, inf- a really inflamed uh, hip joint, and she said it was quite painful, but. I've had IMS and uh, active release technique, and and I've given birth three times, and this was absolutely nothing. So once I was, once he got the dye injected in the hip, it felt really tight and uh, a little bit uncomfortable. And then as soon as I was able to move my leg and kind of relax it a little bit into more comfortable position, I didn't even feel it. They put me into a wheelchair. They rolled me down the hall. I had to wait for a little while because the person who had their um, their MRI just before me, uh, I guess, moved during the MRI, so they had to redo something. So anyways, it was fine. 15, 20 minutes I waited, and then I went in there. I had to lie really still for half an hour. And it's really, really hard for me not to move. But I took uh, some Ativan when I, as soon as I got there, because I just happened to have my own prescription of it. And I took uh, one tablet as soon as I got there. So I was really kind of mellow anyways. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't help anything with pain, but it certainly keeps your anxiety level down. So um, they told me that it would be fine if I was concerned about it. So anyways, that really helped me just to zone out. The most interesting thing is that MRI machine is super loud. I mean, really loud. They gave me uh, earplugs, and it was still super loud. And uh, it kind of sounds like they're jackhammering or something. And uh, anyways, waited four days got the results back today unfortunately it was through a complicated set of uh, situation I wasn't able to meet with my doctor today I've got to wait now until September but I did manage to get them to give me a copy of the MRI and I read it myself and basically what it says in doctor language is that I don't have a torn labrum it says the labrum is intact that's the lining inside the hip joint and that was what they were suspecting it was. It says that the um, regional bone marrow and muscular signal is normal. So everything's normal in there. But what the problem is, is that there is a small 6 millimeter um, intra, intra-articular loose body. <laughs> in other words, there's a little piece of either bone or cartilage of some sort loose inside my hip. And that's what's causing me the pain and the problems. Um, they said it can't tell where this little piece came from, given the the situation. Just that they can see that the piece is there, but they don't know where it has uh, come up to detached, uh, unattached from. That's poorly worded, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, they recommended a CT scan, so to better define it and possibly identify where it came from. And from what I can check out online, the main option is to have arthroscopic surgery in there and they would just remove this little piece and then hopefully move on. So I kind of suspect it could be from an injury, but it also could be I have some a little bit of arthritis in my hips and I have some bone spurs in there and it could be a little piece of a bone spur is broken off and then is rubbing in there. So I guess we'll have to wait until September to find out. Uh, a couple of weeks from now when my doctor gets back from um, vacation, <laughs> actually. And uh, as I mentioned a couple of shows ago, that if I do need to have this surgery or arthroscopic surgery, it's anywhere from 18 months to three years wait, depending on where I can get it, because it's not available in Kelowna. And the wait list is just horrendous. So I guess I'm just going to continue to move on and move on. I'd be really happy that, for the most part, it doesn't really affect my swimming, biking, and running, and it may affect my um, cross-country skiing in the winter. That's the big time that I might have problems. All right. What else was I going to say? Oh, let's read. Let's just jump over to Sarah's race report before I forget it. And uh, she said, hey, Barb, how are things? She said, I was able to get up to northern Minnesota for the Northwoods Triathlon this past weekend. This is a race that I signed up for and paid for on January 3rd. It filled in seven hours, so I was very happy to be able to do it. And this is a new race for me, and I loved it. It's very well run, organized, and beautiful. 
I missed packet pickup Friday night as my hubby didn't get going as soon as I would have liked. So I had to get up at 4.45 a.m. to get to the race site around 6 for packet pickup. Get ready and get warmed up. I did my warm-up, saw one person I knew, and I got ready. It was a quarter-mile swim in Lake Beltane. My watch showed 9.05, but there was a huge hill up to the mat halfway up the hill, and my, so my swim time was 9.38. Not as quick as a point-to-point swim, but it wasn't too bad. I was ninth out of 26 in my age group on the swim. I chose not to wear a wetsuit because the swim was short, and any time made up would likely be lost in transition taking it off. T1, huff, puff, pant, huff, puff, pant, that run up the hill had me tired. I got on my helmet and glasses, and off I went. Try clips attached to my bike, holding my shoes in place. Oh, you can do that, eh? I, I, I should try that at some point. Ouch, ouch, ouch. The road was a bit rough on my bare feet, but better than running in slippery shoes. I have speed play pedals, which are all metal cleats, and those are slippery. Uh, my time was one thirty-two, second in my age group. In, uh, that was her transition. The bike was 14.4 miles. She did it in 50 minutes, 45 seconds, uh, average speed of 16.8 miles per hour. Not my fastest, but given that I haven't spent as much time on the bike as I should, I'll take it. I realized towards the end how much faster the big ring is on my bike, and I spent more time in it. I tend to hang out in the small ring. Whoops. I found some people to be my carrots and tried to keep up with them, but I lost them. Oh, well, the bike was fun. It took the Heartland Trail to Dorset. She's got a link here. They have great food festival in August. It's yummy. The population is 21 with five restaurants. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, wonder, that's not a typo, right? 21 people in the whole town? Okay. Then basically, I made, it made a big rectangle through downtown Nevis, Nevis and then back to the lake. I hopped off and decided to put socks on for the run, which is unusual for me, but new shoes, so I did it. T2 was much slower, 153. I was 17th out of 26 in my age group. Oh, and the bike, I was 22nd out of 26 in my age group. Finally, the run. Now, Thanksgiving, I did a 5K in four-degree weather. Wow, that's cold. Uh, at 33.59. I did this one at 34.21. That was freaking awesome for me. I was really happy with this run. I know I'm not fast, but I've really been working on the run, and I'm finally seeing results. To be 22 seconds slower after biking and running is pretty cool. And I totally agree. Good for you, Sarah. I guess I'll have to do the 5K on Thanksgiving again this year. Hopefully it won't be an ice, then snowstorm. So, my overall time was 138.06 got 19th out of 26th in my age group, and I figured I'd be in the back of the pack of the age group, but I assumed I'd be closer to the middle area. Since the race filled up in June, I knew there wouldn't going to be too ma- there wouldn't be too many newbies in it. All in all, it was really fun, well run, and I'd do it again for sure. And setting a PR on the run didn't hurt either. And she wished me good luck in my try. Oh, and she forgot to tell me. She said uh I was 179 179 out of 249th overall, and 82nd out of 122 for all the women. She says, but you know what? Even though I'm not in the top half, I'm okay with that because I'm happy with my performance and I can't control who signs up or how fast they are. And I'm really glad you added that, Sarah, because that's exactly what I was saying. You never know who is going to show up. So, you know, I I think you've done really well and and you set your own personal goals and, you know, we're all wherever we're at and we want to just kind of keep building from where we are and you know you're not always going to PR for every race for every angle in fact if I had uh, had my exact same time as I did last year which was 129.18 and that was my best time ever I came in fourth in my age group Uh, if I had that same time this year I would have come in ninth in my age group so you never know who's going to come all right uh, let me talk a little bit about the article in the Globe and Mail the Globe and Mail is Canada's sort of largest, kind of classy, what I call a classy newspaper. And uh, this gal, I guess she'd followed, she tracked me down on the Beginner Triathlete website. And she checked out my blog. And she, I guess she was looking for just the average middle-aged person who's gotten into triathlon a little bit later in life, you know, and just started up and kind of wanted to get that, that field, uh, that idea. And um, she was doing... She talked a little bit about Ironman Canada, and she talked a little bit about, uh, she interviewed, I guess, a few people for this 
whole for the whole article it was a fairly lengthy article and then she ended up with uh, talking about me in particular and how I got into it that whole midlife uh, triathletes uh, so it was kind of an interesting article and uh, I will put the link in the show notes it's also on my blog um, and the thing is called Weekend Warriors Race to Sign Up for Short Triathlons so yeah, it was really neat uh, and uh, what I what I commented on my blog post was I called it uh, When Worlds Collide because as I've mentioned many times, I've tried really hard to keep my internet life, uh, Kelowna girl, and my real life uh, separate. And I, it's never been that I cared whether my online friends knew who my, what my real name was. It's not too hard to figure it out if you go check out my race results. But I mostly didn't want people from work, um, families that I of kids I teach to Google my real name and find Kelowna girl. Um, there's nothing I'm ashamed of. There's nothing that I, you know, that I've said or done that I'm embarrassed about or don't want them to know. But I just figured it was just a lot easier in my life to not have to worry about what I say, worry about what I do, and, you know, just to try and keep them separate. But I think after, over time, you know, in the last three three years or so, um, you know, I just become more and more difficult. And so I, I finally decided, what the heck, I'm not going to worry about it too much anymore. Anyways, so I kind of had to think a little bit about whether I really want to do that article. Um, but ultimately, I decided, you know what, people are, there's more and more people in Kelowna that find out that I'm doing this podcast. And most people that really, truly know me don't even listen. They don't care who wants to hear me yammering on. They they get or have to listen to me enough as it is in real life. So um, anyways, so I decided to do the article just for the fun of it. And uh, that was in on August. It's on Tuesday, August 23rd in the blog. And I have been um, updating my blog. I've kind of taken a, had a lot of messy information all down the side, which went in that side panel, just went on forever. So I've kind of cleaned it up. I've realized on Blogspot you can make all these extra pages. So I took the About Me and I put it on a separate page. And then Ways to Connect with Me, you can just click on the Connect with KG and it'll give you links to Twitter, Facebook, uh, to the podcast, to YouTube, to Daily Mile, to email me and to access the um, listeners group on on Facebook. So, And then there's a link for my training and for my races and stuff. So you'll see all those little list of links on the right under the banner headline on colonagirl.com. So if you want to get a hold of me, those are just some of the ways. And I'm hoping it makes my, um, my, uh, just the website look a little bit neater and a little more professional. Now down the side, I finally took all the, the gear reviews that I've done. Um, I get a lot of hits on my blog for my Zoot tri-bag review. I mean, like thousands. I probably had more hits on that than anything else. It's crazy. And I've uh, talked about Zensa shin sleeves, and I've talked about KT tape, and I have a few more that I plan to throw in there. So I've just um, made, I've linked them directly on the front of the site, plus uh, links to the show and links to my recipe blog and stuff. So hopefully it'll make it a little bit easier uh, for you to check out. All righty. All right, so Monica and anybody else, uh, I want to talk a little bit about anxiety. And holy cow, I am such an anxiety-ridden person. That's probably one of the hardest things I've had to overcome in doing uh, triathlon in general. Um, For me, the big thing was was the swim, and it took me a long time to get over any kind of swim-related anxiety. And I've talked about that a lot, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, I have, um, I get nervous for just about anything I have to do that's new. Um, I get really nervous. And so for me, um, a big part of dealing with my nerves is being really well planned. I guess because one of the things I I always worried about is I'm going to forget something. And so I have really detailed lists of things, as you probably have seen. I've posted some of my lists on my blog. And I also have really detailed plans. So I make out a really detailed race plan, uh, even a plan for the morning. So when I'm really, when I'm nervous and I'm busy and I'm rushing around, I don't have to think and remember, I can just check things off my list. And then I keep the lists from race to race and I add new things right after a race. I'll always sit down and I'll update it and I'll say, okay, here's a new way of doing something, or I'm going to remember I need this next time. I should have brought that with me or something. 
And I even make a little um, kind of a reminder list. Sometimes I just write stuff on my hand. Uh, right before I go to the swim, I always have to remember to use my puffer and turn on my Garmin. So I write that right on my hand. So I just keep seeing it and it reminds me to do that. And I don't leave transition without having done those two things. Um, sometimes I've had a just a scrap of paper with a couple of things I want to remind myself that I actually throw into my race bag when I go. So being really planned just it helps me tremendously to not worry too much that I'm going to forget stuff and that I'm not going to be ready. Um, now for a lot of times it depends really, you know, dealing with anxiety depends on what the source of the anxiety is. Um, another thing people will worry about is, you know, how are you going to do? Are you going to meet your goals? And that's something where you really just have to be able to, um, you know, I, I think it's a good idea to have sort of an A goal, a B goal, and a C goal. And I find that really helps me. If I put too much pressure on myself, um, you know, that just makes for a not really great, um, you know, race experience because you can't always meet that super, super high goal. And then you feel disappointed. So I always have my A goal or my, you know, my top goal, like my dream goal, like in in an ideal race, this is what I'm going to get. And then I have a B goal, which is kind of my realistic, okay, this is what I'm likely going to get. And then I have a C goal. Okay, so here's the sort of a worst case scenario that I'm also going to accept that if this happens, well, you know, maybe it's going to be really windy or maybe I'll get a flat or maybe it's just not going to be my day for some reason, but I'll still be happy if I, you know, this, this and this happens. And, you know, when I have a, a range instead of a really specific single thing that I have to accomplish... You know, it gives my I, I give myself permission to you know to to have a variety of choices when I'm out there, and I I'm not so disappointed then. Um, you kind of have to expect that you know most people are going to have some race anxiety, and uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but I like the word activated. Um, when you feel activated, and you feel ready, and you're kind of hyped up you know, that's sort of a positive stress. And in the on race morning, I always feel that way. Um, but it's not a so much a feeling of dread as it is a feeling of excitement and, yeah, nervous stomach, 52 trips to the bathroom kind of thing. One of the things I've noticed, and you'll probably notice this if you have never raced before, is that once the race starts, you, you've forgotten it. I, I really don't feel nervous during the race for, for the most part. Um, I'll, you know, have maybe some minor moments of nervousness, but really not anything that I focus on. Um, the horn goes off, I start swimming and then that's it. It's all done. The the nerves is just the thinking about it and the, the setting up and being ready. It's the days before. So you want to take pressure off yourself and you want to make sure you've sound, you've, um, sort of surround yourself with people who are positive and are not putting pressure on you as well. And, um, you know, that's sort of... I don't know, that's a sort of an obvious thing, but um, you might not even notice. And you kind of think about, well, what is, if there is anybody else that's sort of putting pressure on you. Um, you know, being well rested, it's a tough one for people. Uh, a lot of times you're really nervous at the night before and you just can't sleep. Um, two things that I found that help me is I always have a piece of paper and a pencil on my night table. So when I do wake up in the middle of the night or I'm laying in bed and I start, oh, I know what I've got to do. I suddenly thought of something. I'll just scribble it down in the dark on that scrap of piece of paper and then I can let it go. And that I find that really helps me. And uh, not that I'm suggesting this, but uh, here's my true true confessions. I mean, I've told you, I've mentioned this many times, but uh, I always take a half an Ativan the night before a race. It's the only time I use them. Is the night before it race it it helps me to fall asleep it helps me to relax and not be anxious and I always have a great sleep and I feel good in the morning so um, being well rested is um, always a, a nice bonus for a race that being said you know people race many 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 people race on almost no sleep at all because they've been really nervous and and it doesn't seem to really truly impact on your race because you've got a lot of adrenaline going through so if you don't get enough sleep don't sweat it it's not going to be um necessarily a really negative thing for some people um the stress also is is uh, regards to safety and and when I first started racing that was sort of a bigger issue to me Uh, you know I was literally I was afraid about the swim 
and uh, I was, af- you know, afraid about certain aspects of the bike or whatever. And, and uh, so, and that's really to do with preparation then. So you might, you know, you have to kind of decide, are you really ready to do the race? And uh, if you're, if you've been well prepared, um, you know, you'll feel a little bit more confident. Now, when I did my first race, I started swimming in January and I didn't sign up for the spring race. I, my race, first race was in August. I trained for my first sprint triathlon for eight months. So by the time that I got to that race, I was more than ready. And, you know, not only was able to do really well, but also I just wasn't anywhere near as nervous. Uh, I found that in preparation, I took, you know, I took, I broke everything down into little baby steps. And I thought, okay, this is all I can do right now. You know, it was for me, it was a swim, of course. And I broke that swim down into baby steps. I said, well, what can I do without being nervous? I'm able to, I don't know, walk in the water in the lake and, you know, swim in ankle deep, well, knee deep water. So I would swim a little bit. And if the second I felt nervous, I'd stand up and calm myself down. Learning to relax myself and calm myself down and have strategies for dealing with just about every possibility also was a way of helping myself um, be, be calm, feel confidence. I knew that um, my wetsuit gave me buoyancy. I knew that if even if I was really having a rough time in the swim, all I had to do is flip over, relax, float on my back, and don't care about, you know, what's going to happen. doesn't matter how long it takes me. I can do the side stroke. I can do the breast stroke. I can dog paddle. I can float on my back. You know, whatever it takes just want my goal is just to get through the swim and you know having all of these little things uh really helped me i i just sort of focused on i thought about every different possibility that could happen and thought okay what am i going to do what's my plan to put in place for this and yeah i'm i'm if i'm starting to sound a little obsessive um yeah i, I kind of am i guess you know i is this sort of the way i tend to do things in general you know i always sort of like to plan ahead i don't like having stuff thrown at me um surprising so i'm always planning um out you know best case worst case scenarios and being prepared you know it's being proactive so those kinds of things you know they they're just little things that will help you to be more prepared for your race uh, and when Eric and I were talking about it, he said, you know, the thing that he does is he thinks about the big picture. I mean, in the really, the big grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter how well you do in this race. Take the pressure off. It does not matter in the scheme of the world. Like nobody cares. Everybody's way out there, way more concerned about what they look like, how fast they're going, whether what they do. And everyone's always so supportive of you as a person doing a race, they don't, you know, people will say, Hey, great. You got out there and did it. Nobody else cares about your time. So don't you have, you shouldn't put on that stress on yourself either. So those are just a few thoughts that kind of go through my head. Um, you know, about, uh, anxiety. And, uh, if you've got any suggestions or things that have worked for you, um, give us a shout and let us know and I'll share your ideas on the show. And maybe that'll help Monica and other people who are doing maybe their first race, um, you know, ways to deal with anxiety. It's, uh, it's always a good topic to have. So thanks for that. Alrighty. I think I'm going to sign out. I'm going to have uh, as soon as Eric gets home, I'm going to plop in right now a little audio from Eric and talk about his race and uh, and then uh, we'll finish up and what have I got coming up? Oh, I'm just going to continue on with my marathon training and uh, hope my running continues. I'm, I've pushed back my race to November now. I have two possible options. One is the Boundary Bay one in Vancouver on November 6th and one is in Hamilton so uh, Ontario and that's on the same date with the um, being hosted by Cheryl and her husband, which is a lovely offer. So we'll just see how my running goes before I take, before I register for any other races. We'll see. Um, my kind of my backup plan is to do something in the spring. So we'll just see how it all goes. And I'm, I'm always ever optimistic and it'll all happen when it, when I'm ready. Uh, if you want to call, email me, it's colonagirl at gmail.com. K-E-L-O-W-N-A-G-U-R-L. And as I mentioned before, the blog is colonagirl.com. You can find links to the to the show notes from there. So thanks so much for listening. And I will uh, play the audio from Eric now.
Bye bye. Okay, so I'm sitting here with my honey Eric, who just finished his very first triathlon, the Kelowna Apple Try a Try. So come on close up here so we can hear your voice. Yeah, actually, don't really want to get too close because you're all sweaty from doing a ride. All right, so you did your first triathlon. How did it go? Why don't you tell us, first of all, the distances you had to swim? The distances. <clears throat> I had to do a 300 meter swim and uh, a 15 kilometer ride and a 3 kilometer run <clears throat> with, of course, transitions in between. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why, why you decided that you could do this with the swim and everything. Well, I felt I could do it because the water was only three to four feet deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't have to worry about drowning and stuff like that. Stuff like that? Yeah. How much so. the other stuff that would be like that? Just curious. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> Splashing and making a fool of yourself and, and yelling and screaming <laughs> for help, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I I just didn't want to do that. No. You know, because that wouldn't be like a memorable thing. Yeah. A memorable good thing. So, <clears throat> anyways, so so we start from the start. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna jump into this too because the the weekend of that race um, of the the Apple Triathlon is an entire weekend. Friday night there's a 5K race and some swimming races, Aquathon. And then Saturday morning is the Tri Tri and the Kids of Steel Triathlon and the Junior Elites. And then Sunday is the Sprint Race for age groupers, the Olympic Race for age groupers, and the uh, Elite Race. So it's a full weekend. And so you were racing on Saturday. I raced on Sunday. So tell us your race report. Okay. Yeah, I did it. Uh, uh, we started. I think seven fifteen or something like that. Seven fifteen a.m. A.m. in the morning mm-hmm. on the Saturday. They were putting us try try guys out there very very first to make sure that uh, things were working all right on the course. So if anything was ever going to go wrong, it would be with the try try people. <laughs> so they were, we were practicing on you. Yeah, we were like the guinea pigs. So, anyways, um, we had 110 people in the uh, in the try a try, and um, I think what 50, 52 or 53 of them were men, and they did us in. Two waves, the men in two waves. They, so I decided I wanted to get it in the first wave because that way I would get it over with quicker and I wouldn't have as much anxiety. Uh, actually, I didn't feel much anxiety because, like I said, the water's only three to four feet deep, so like there was no danger of anything at all. And I, I am at this point in time not a very confident swimmer, but that'll change next year. Anyways, on to this year. So uh, we had the starting gun and off we went and uh, I was uh, fourth from the end (laughs) not fourth from the front fourth from the end in the group that that we were in, group of 26 (coughs) and we had to do three lengths back and forth of 100 meters and uh, first 100 meters uh, took 20 meters to sort of get into rhythm because I was sort of bumping back and forth between people and just sort of getting my line and then I probably swam another uh, 60 or 70 and kind of took it easy and that was the first length second length back uh, swam a little on my back and swam a little side stroke and and took it easy and uh, then the third uh, length I spent it on my back quite a lot just talking to the lifeguards on the paddle boards that were going to save my life if I wasn't going to make it. But I made it in, uh, what was it, 10? Was it 10.48? Something like that? Yeah, something like 10.48, which was, you know... He's just looking. And I want to just comment, I just want to comment too, that when you're talking about it being your swimming 100-meter lane, um, they had sort of set up... 100 meter lane along the shoreline of the lake so you are in an open water swim but you would swim on one side of this buoy and then you'd turn around and swim back and then turn around and swim back again correct correct water was beautiful temperature wise it was terrific wonderful did you wear a wetsuit no i didn't wear a wetsuit i have no wetsuit if i did i would have really rocked 
That was me pretending to ask a question that I already knew the answer to. <laughs> but people might wonder. That's all right. That's all right. Anyways, no, I did not wear a wetsuit. But I had a good pair of goggles so I could see the whole way. I spat in them and locked beforehand so they didn't fog up too. <laughs> I thought that was kind of important. So anyways, I was really, really glad to finish the swim leg and, uh, and, and get out of the water. <clears throat> and then we had a you know fairly lengthy run to uh, to transition, and uh, jumped on my bike. I uh, had a good paced transition. Everything was fine. I think I was about fifteenth out of one hundred and ten in the transition. So uh, I decided, after relaxing during the swim, because I really did relax, to really just let it all out in the bike. Because I figure if there was any place I was going to make up any time, it was going to be on the bike. And uh, it went really well. I, I I did really well on the bike. I was very happy with what I did. I think I averaged uh, 33.8 kilometers an hour on the 15k course, and uh, and I was I was second, yeah. second out of 110 on the bike. So I was very happy with that. That was after being 99th out of 110 and swimming. <laughs> and so tell us a little bit about the course. The course was flat. Flat with quite a few turns on it. But it was flat and fast. And uh I I really tried to keep my speed into um into the turns. I tried not to let up at all at any point during the twenty six, twenty seven minutes on the bike. Uh, so I was really, really pleased. It went it flew. So when you got out of the water, if you're fourth to last, there were like 20 people or so ahead of you at that point, right? And yeah. did did any did you pass anybody? <laughs> yeah, I did. I I passed lots and lots of people. Well, everybody, I think. Right? Yeah. Well, I I not everybody for sure because. Well, yeah, but there were in over on the bike. But got to keep in mind, lots of guys got out of the water four or five yeah. minutes before I did, so I didn't catch the guys at the front. But I, I probably passed, uh, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, I think, on the bike. Because it flew. And then, well, I'll also, when the uh, second lap started, there's three laps. Three laps of five kilometers each. Second lap, by the time the second lap started, the second wave of men was coming onto the bike course. So there were more people to pass, you know. And, and so you just kept passing people. But... That was fun anyways, because there's always somebody up ahead to, it's like the carrot, you know, you, you just chase the carrot, and, and you pass, and, and it's so much fun. I, that, the bike was a blast, I just enjoyed it just so much. And then, of course, the, the bike, all good things must end, and so we got into transition, and, uh, <coughs> and quickly flipped over to the run, and of course my concern was, did I blow it all on the bike and stuff like that I was shooting for ideally I was shooting for a, a five uh, minute kilometer pace on the run and it went very well I was really pleased with what did happen on the run I had a, I think it was a 503 pace by the time all was said and done after the three kilometers so overall I finished with a time of uh, I don't know wasn't it? I don't know, 50, was it? Something? Yeah, something like that. Scroll up there. You, your goal was to be under an hour, and you were hoping kind of for maybe 58, fif 58 minutes, right? Now, if you just click on read more, you probably have your total time there. So he's just taking a look at his on here, and what does it say? He doesn't have it. Anyways, I know it was 56-something, and that's pretty darn good. You were well into your... I think it was 56-21. So pretty good memory for numbers. Eric. Yeah. So I was really, 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 really happy. I really was pleased with what I did, and uh, and I got fourteenth after my decrepit swim, enjoyable, lackadaisical, leisurely swim. You know, uh, I got fourteenth out of a hundred and ten. So I was really, really, yay! yay. So I was I was pleased with that, and uh, it's uh, it was just a, a starting point starting point in my triathlon career. Mm -hmm. So next, well year, next year, you watch mm -hmm. out. So what's your goal to do next year? You're going to do the sprint next year? Mm, yep. 
Yeah, I'm going to get a wetsuit. I'm going to get a wetsuit and got to work on my swimming, of course, a lot over the winter. But you, you, when you've practiced for this race, you swam almost every day that, you know, mostly uh, open water swims for that last couple of weeks before the race. And usually you would swim for a while and then you'd stop and take a break. And then you'd swim a little more and you'd stop and take a break. And so, yet when you did your race, you didn't stop and stand up, did you? I did. Oh, you probably did. about two or three times. Oh, okay. But that's instead of six, seven times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I did, instead of top stopping... And and I just figured, well, I'll flip over on my side and just side stroke, yeah, or I'll flip, should, I'll flip over on my back, or uh, and just mm-hmm. lie on my back and relax. I decided because let's face it, if you're in deep water, you're not going to be able to stand on the bottom. Right. So I tried not to do that any more than I had to. Yeah. So that 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 and that worked well. So in that sense, it was a success. Well, even the time itself was pretty much a success because uh, the course. As I had tested it prior to, was a little longer during the race. You know, probably five meters on each end. I'd miscalculated just a little when I was practicing. Mm-hmm. You kind of had to guess how long yeah. where it was going to be. Yeah, and it was a little longer in the actual race. And of course, there's the part you have to run into the shore and on the timing mat too. So I was I was shooting for I was hoping for ten minutes. I was hoping for ten minutes, and I got ten. I don't know what was it, ten forty, ten fifty, and uh, the forty fifty. Uh, that would have accounted for the run and the five minutes extra each time. So, so you know, it was okay. It was okay. And so you're happy with your race. You met your goals, and you had fun. So do you have any advice to people who are out there who are beginning triathletes? I tell you, if I can go out there and swim it, anybody can. I mean, and a try, a try, to be honest, with the shallow water, it's, you know, even if you're a crummy swimmer, it really doesn't matter because there's a whole bunch of other crummy swimmers in there. There were actually 11 swimmers that were crummier than I was. And I was, you know, so who cares? So your goal for the swim was not to be last, right? My goal for the swim was to have at least five or six people behind me. So And you made it. I had 10 or 11 behind me, so I really succeeded really well. Well, that's great. Yeah, good for you. We're all very proud and excited and happy for you. And are you... Did you do a race report on your blog? I didn't do anything. Are you going to? Can I pump your blog, your blog here? I'll have a race report out You can check out your blog. You can give us a listening to the blog address. Isn't it Kelowna Guy? Isn't it Kelowna Guy? Kelowna Guy at blog. Dot blogspot.com, isn't it? Yeah, Kelowna Guy, G-U-Y, blogspot.com. And, you know, he doesn't update his blog anywhere near often enough, so this will maybe give him some <laughs> a little bit of pressure to have to actually go write his race report. Yeah, but if, if people want to know a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, but people com- will only keep coming back to your blog if you update it on a regular basis. But... I've been reading through my blogs, and they're actually kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's a diary. It, it oh, really is a diary in certain ways, and, and things that are important to me at certain points in time. And it's, it's interesting. I can now go back to my blog to 2007, or 2000, yeah, 2007, before I did my first triathlon. And I can read all my anxiety, my thinking, my my all the issues I've had, how I dealt with them, how I've grown as an athlete is all there and documented. And it's so cool for me personally. And I, I think I need to save it all in some way in case blogger ever blows up and I lose it. I need to save it because it's got a diary of years now that is so cool for me. And if you ever want to write a book on your... Your, your trials and tribulations and accomplishments and whatever, you, you've got so many resources yeah. to look at, don't you? It's all there. Yeah. So, very fun. Thank you very much. Do you have any other closing comments or anything? Or I'd want to thank you very much for giving me this opportunity to talk to your people. <laughs> My people, right? <laughs> and I hate to tell you, honey, but they most of the time they're just tuning in to hear you because oh. they, they like it when Kelowna guy's on. I always oh, get that uh, email. Shuckins. Oh, they like uh, us together. Oh, stay, stay posted for my next race. Oh yeah, you have an upcoming uh, race. Uh, it's two weeks away, isn't it? September 11th. September 11th, Xterra. It's a duathlon, uh, run, bike, run. 
I did it a year ago. Sucked on the run. Did really good on the bike. This year, I'm going to do well. Do instead of really doing badly on the run, I'm going to do pretty decently on the run, and I'm still going to rock the bike. So I have no doubt. So. You are going to do an excellent job on that, and I'm going to be volunteering once again. I get to do um, body marking this year, and that means I'll be able to be free to actually watch you cross the finish line. Thank goodness you've done three exteras, and I missed your finishing, so I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, thank you, honey. Thanks for doing it, and we're all very, very proud of you. Oh, thanks for the kiss. All right. Okay, well, you know where to reach me, so I'm just going to let the music take you away. Here's a little, um, oh, what the hell is that band called? Great Big C. Great Big C. I wanted to just slide that in. I wanted to be so smooth and say, and here's a little Great Big C to take you away. What? The guy who uh, is the lead singer in Great Big C is in the most recent Robin Hood. He's one of the Merry Men. There's a movie called Robin Hood yeah. a new one yeah well the most recent one oh. and an, a, a singer from the band Great Big C the lead singer, the lead singer the is Man. one he's of the okay people liar. can't hear you hang on he's the guy who plays the liar you know the guitar thingy yeah. Uh, yeah he's the leader of Great Big C have you seen that movie I have I haven't seen it I think you have how can I Robin Hood I don't I haven't seen it no, I'm sure it's Robin Hood Okay, yes, whatever. Okay, so we'll believe you. Thank you for sharing that. All right, and here is Great Big C. Uh, have a great week. I will talk to you again in another week or so. Bye-bye. The sun must set to rise.